Monday, February 12th. Welcome to the Damon Bruce Show. And this is not the show we wanted to do. As a matter of fact, the show that Larry and I wanted to do started at 8 a.m., but due to technical difficulties, we were unable to do that to say that things have not gone particularly well over the last 24 hours or so. For the 49ers would be an understatement, but I just grabbed these headphones because I do see Lawrence, who has, I believe, troubleshot things. How are you, Larry? What's up? Can you hear me? Can you hear I, me? I can hear you. I can see you, which means this show is already better than this morning's wake up. We apologize to everyone. Larry, router problems haunting the family. Is that what's going on here? Is that what happened? Yeah, router problems for some from whatever reason. Um, poorly timed router difficulty. Did your router know the overtime rules, though? I guess that's the big question, because apparently, as this news is sort of trickling out today, Kyle Shanahan's team was unaware of overtime rules. Uh, Arif Hassan in The Ringer said that the 49ers, while, well, he set this all up saying that the Kansas City Chiefs have been preparing for new overtime rules since training camp. The 49ers did not do the same. Multiple San Francisco players after the game said that they were unaware that their overtime rules are different in the playoffs than they are in the regular season and that strategy discussions over how to handle overtime period did not occur as a team. Larry, that is a level of negligence that Kyle Shanahan has to wear like a bag of shame on his head. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, um, it made me wonder why, you know, so I understand in a regular season deal with the old rules, why you would take the ball first, but I didn't understand in these current rules where you're going to get the ball either way, why you would want to go first. If you won the coin toss, wouldn't you want to go second? So you knew what you needed, um, and essentially had four downs to get it done as opposed to three. So, yeah, I mean, that was a major, a major gaffe um, for sure by the 49ers. I think the other major gaffe was that, you know, there was a, there was a lot that happened in this game. I mean, CMC fumbled. Trent Williams had back-to-back drive-killing penalties. Greenlaw went out with an Achilles injury. Um, you know, there was a, a pot return fumble. There was a missed PAT. There was, you know, they the Niners seemed to abandon the run at the end of the um, overtime drive and just soft coverage. I thought they played poorly. They had some poorly timed blitzes in overtime. I mean, it was a it was a team loss, but the one that's just so so hard that haunts me is that. The Niners had one rushing attempt in in a three-drive period uh, in the second half of the game that resulted in zero first downs against a team that has a very challenged run defense. So, you know, that it was not a great it was not a great performance by Shanahan and uh, you kind of wonder if if um you know how long this one sticks to him, you know, because I mean the 49ers did a lot of good things. Uh, but you know what? The Chiefs did more good things. And yeah, you can sit there and say Mahomes is better and he played great down the stretch and he deserved the MVP. But, um, you know, the 49ers didn't play a clean game. Um, you know, the, the Chiefs generated nine season high, nine unblocked pressures in the Super Bowl. All, all came on blitzes. You know, they didn't didn't seem like they were prepared at all for the 
Spagnolo blitz package. Have you seen the free release highlight on on Clark where McKivitz just let him go and McKivitz and Burford just Jones. Yeah. Uh just let him go. And Ayuk was literally by himself in the end zone. Yeah. Uh, no, if, if 30 had had a clean pocket, that's that's probably a touchdown nine and a half out of ten times. Yeah. No, I saw Baldy highlight that one. Um you know, I thought Trent McDuffie played an incredible game. I mean, he dominated the Niner wide receivers. And I'll um, tell you, if not Trent McDuffie having a penalty, the 49ers would have started their overtime period with a three and out. Yeah. Had Trent McDuffie not got called with a holding penalty right there. So, um, you know, when the Chiefs hand you opportunity and you do not take it, you're going to lose to them. And this was a game that was defined by squandered moments, an opening drive that looked like it was cooking pretty well, then unfortunately is capped with a Christian McCaffrey fumble. You got the Kansas City fumble of the ball, and the 49ers turned that not into points, but a punt. Mahomes then throws you an interception basically right out of the gate in the second half, and do you take advantage of that? They don't. That turns into a punt. And this is in the, you know, this is just the, the, these are things that can't happen in a Super Bowl, and they doubly can't happen when you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, who got that champion's blood. I mean, the collective talent of just Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Andy Reid, the three of them know more about winning than the entirety of the 49ers coaching staff and roster put together. We're talking over 70 human beings outweighed by the talent of three. Add Steve Spagnolo. How were the Chiefs? the underdog in this game. It's, um, it, it's, I, I guess it's the Niners credit that they were in it as much as they were. Uh, cause they didn't come out and play well. The, the, the 49ers saved their worst football of the year for basically the playoffs. And that is going to sting. And I, I really mean it. I I'm wondering Larry and you and I've spent an awful lot of time trying to explain some patience to people that Rome does not get built in the day. Kyle is a good head coach, and he is. He's a good head coach. He can draw up a scheme. I wonder if he's a leader of men. You know, Steve Young talked about Super Bowls being ripped from bloody hands. Kyle's team doesn't do the ripping. The bloody hands that Super Bowls get ripped from are Kyle's. He is the possessor of the bloody hands, not the opponent. Um, two 10-point leads blown as a head coach, and... You know, you can't help but think a little about the Atlanta collapse that, again, he wasn't the head coach for, but that game was dotted with poor offensive decisions. This game gets dotted with poor offensive decisions and execution as well. And you can't have your best players making mistakes in the biggest game of the year. Trent Williams, we're looking at you. Um, Christian McCaffrey. You had a, a very good game, but we're looking at you. Can't have that fumble there on that opening drive. Um, it was uh, it was a devastating loss. A no doubt about it. I mean, there's no. Well, they just they, they just it, no excuses. A devastating loss. They didn't do enough offensively when they could. I mean, in the first half, the Niner defense was playing out of its mind. Um, you know, they they they're holding Mahomes down. They're holding Mahomes and company to just three points at halftime. They forced two first-half turnovers, and yet they only led by seven at the break. I mean, that should have been a much bigger lead. And and then fast forward to the second half, 
you know, you got the best running back in the game. You've got Christian McCaffrey, who's one of the great running backs in the sport. And then you call six consecutive passes to start the third quarter. And what do you get out of it? Minus two yards and two consecutive three and outs. I mean, <clears throat> that right there was absolutely criminal. Um, you know, I when you look at Shanahan in the X's and O's matchup with Spagnolo, Spagnolo got the best of him in many of the most consequential plays, plays of the game. Um, on the final two Niner possessions, the Chiefs were able to hold the Niners to field goals uh, with timely third down blitzes, and Shanahan's play call showed that he wasn't prepared for it. Um, Purdy had no time to find an open receiver each time he did, you know, just well enough to throw the ball away to avoid a sack. But the worst one was Shanahan's decision to take the ball first after winning the overtime coin toss. That was just objectively wrong with the new OT rules that allow for both teams to possess the ball. Even if the first team scores a touchdown, it's obviously clearly better to go second. So, you know what you have to beat. And this allows you to go for it on fourth down, even deep in your own territory when you're trailing. And then after the game, Shanahan stated that he took the ball so the 49ers would get the ball first in the in sudden death in the event that both teams match scores. But I mean, that's preposterous. That's, that feels like spackling a huge mistake. And I'm calling. Uh, but that's an unlikely. That. Yeah, it's an unlikely. That's that's a very unlikely scenario. Um, you know, it's like, so it's just, you know, it's just a, a very, it was, it was frustrating listening to some of his players say that they didn't know the rules, um, is never a good look. So, you know, so, I mean, like really, if you go back and recap his decision there in, in overtime, the only scenario that would justify Shanahan's decision was if both teams kicked a field goal and then the Niners got the ball with the chance to win. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'd rather have the knowledge of what I need to do to win with Patrick Mahomes off the field. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, I, 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 to me, you know, I mean, this is one of the worst decisions in the history of, of, uh, playoff coaching. People are comparing it today to Marty Morningweg taking the wind instead of the ball way back in 2002 when the Bears proceeded to go down and win the game on the first possession of overtime. Um, you know, I mean, I it's, it's, really, it's really sad because Shanahan has been in position to win three rings and three times he's let it slip away, and you wonder if the players lose their belief in him over time. But, um, you know, this was... This was, it's like it's easy to say, well, you know, Mahomes and the Chiefs are a dynasty, but they the Niners mishandled that overtime for sure. And um Spagnolo outcoached Shanahan. I mean, he, he had great timely blitzes. The Niners had no answer. He had an impact on the game. And then the 49ers, once again under Shanahan, got a little too pass happy. Though they you know, when you consider their advantage is McCaffrey and their run game. And they go away from that with two key series in the second half. Just inexcusable stuff. So what was on full display in the most important moments of that game is one team knows how to win a big game and the other head coach has no clue. 
I mean, is as much of a, have you ever been in this situation before? And that's what's so damning on Kyle, because he's been in this situation now multiple times, and he seems to be getting worse at it. And there is no doubt that he is going to be the head coach of the 49ers week one next year, and they might have a fine regular season next year, Larry, and no one's going to give a shit. Because if you do anything other than bet on them to get to a big moment and blow it, that might be an ill-advised way to go about it because Kyle is just, you know, history tends to repeat itself. And uh, it's a devastating loss. I believe it is among, without a doubt, this is not an exaggeration. That that might be the most devastating loss in the history of this franchise. Is that hyperbole? Am I am I getting too over my skis? Have you got another yeah, it one? Is. It's, well, it's, okay. I what mean, the 90, the 90 fumble, uh, you know, that team was a total dynasty and they fumbled in the NFC championship game. And right. Lost that's the NFC championship game. That's not yeah. the Super Bowl. So what's the worst loss in a Super Bowl? I, I, I think that. I mean, I, losing to the Ravens, you had first and goal on the five with two minutes and 20 seconds left in the game. And you lost to a old Ravens team that was huffing, um, you know, and, and puffing. And they just were out of gas at that point. That was to me a little worse than this, but. But this was bad. This was bad. I mean, this one was there for the taking. Um, Very frustrating game, you know, all the way through. I mean, look at the box score. The box score says it all. I mean, um, you know, it's like they also just got to this moment and their their star cast kind of eroded right before their eyes. They lost Greenlaw. Uh, Debo clearly wasn't 100 percent. Uh, Kittle was a non-factor as a receiver, just a, a factor in the run game. Um, I thought that they didn't run it enough, even though, you know, they McCaffrey got 22 carries. He only averaged three, six a carry, but, um, you know, 38 passes, 22 runs or 31, I guess it was 31 total runs, but 22 to McCaffrey. Uh, that's, you know, I wanted to see more of that. Yeah. Again, you look you look at the box score and you, you know, it's easy to say, well, they did run it enough. They were balanced. But the truth is, as you were watching in real time, not running enough to me is the defining feature of how the 49ers lost this game. Um, And I do think it's the worst loss in the history of the franchise. I mean, remember, the Ravens were way up on a Super Bowl that the Niners almost came back in. They were in control of this game early on, and they had several chances to put their opponent in a perilous place, and they they took none of them. And the weakness of the special teams, even though, look, it's, it's ironic that Moody drills 50 yarders in this game and misses the point after touchdown. I mean, that is a devastating uh, moment that everyone feared might rear its head. And for a minute there, when he made such a long field goal for the first score of the game, it looked like he didn't really need to worry about that. But then that came back to haunt you. And I just, this, this is awful. This is awful. And this is the kind of loss that makes players who used to believe in their coach, believe in their coach less. And it is not, I think coincidence that Eric Armstead, who never talks out of turn, or Kyle Juszczyk, who never talks out of turn, are the two guys going on record saying that son of a bitch never prepared us for this moment. We didn't know about the new overtime rules until Bill Vinovich was reading it on the Jumbotron in the Legion Stadium. 
Well, I mean, but he's a defensive player. I mean, yeah, I, I would imagine he's got to blame Wilkes first, right? Well, no. So why do you, why do you send out a defensive player then to make that coin toss? If the defensive side of the ball doesn't know what the rules are, why are you sending Fred Warner out to call heads or tails? Well, it's clear they played it like a regular season game. I mean, in a regular season game, you would take the ball. So because if you score a touchdown, right, but it's, that's game the thing. Over. it's clear that they didn't know the rules is my yeah. point. They yeah. didn't understand the situation that they were in. And that is all head coach. That is unforgivable. This is why Andy Reid is talking about it in training camp because he's a champion. And this is why Kyle didn't know what was going on because he is a massive game loser well you know there's no getting around it today i mean today he's got to wear it he's absolutely got to wear it but i mean there were other factors here um the you know the whoever picked the defensive lineman named ruben named uh solomon thomas you know that has led them down this whole road where they've missed on defensive linemen and they keep drafting defensive linemen and guess what happens You've got a bunch of highly rated defensive linemen that can't play because you're not picking the right guys. And then you got an offensive line that's been neglected because you haven't drafted anybody. So now you're leaning on a fifth round pick who's a good story, but you're going to make him, you know, a bad story because you're going to start him at right tackle all year long. And they got bad offensive line play in this game. They got away from the run. That was on Kyle. Um, to me, the Debo and Kittle didn't touch the ball enough. You know, ultimately, that's on Kyle. Have you um, watched enough of the All-22 yet to see what really happened there? I mean, those, obviously, you know, Kansas City's secondary was sticky all game long, and the pressure was good enough to make Brock get to, you know, he had time to get to a third third read maybe just a handful of times in an entire game before he started running for his life. But Debo was terrible in this game. And I don't want to hear shit about that injury that he occurred in the game because he came back in and he actually played better after it looked like he pulled his hamstring than he did. The Dre Greenlaw thing is just as unfortunate a you got to be kidding me injury. I mean, it, it's almost like the team's cursed in the Super Bowl now. The team that was a perfect 5-0 and is now a devastating 0-3 in three Super Bowls in a row. Kyle being the architect of the last two of them is just, it's just not good, man. And, and, you know, again, you and I aren't excuse makers. You and I are the two guys who have said Kyle might be better at this than his Super Bowl record indicates. I have lost faith in his ability to win a big one. There's a big difference between I'm a really good strategist and I'm a coach who knows how to close out the biggest game of the year. And I don't know if Kyle is that guy. I, I just don't. It's, um, I believe he's a smart football man. I believe his players respect him. And I'm going to have to win I'm going to have to watch him win a Super Bowl before I believe he's going to do it. He feels like he's going to need a change of scenery to win a Super Bowl. I don't, how many times can he walk into that locker room? How many times can that locker room honestly say like, well, now we know what we need to do. Now we're really motivated to get up and get out and win the next one. I mean, this is this is a staggering amount of not closing it out, either in NFC title games or Super Bowls. They have been the second best team in football during the Kansas city chiefs era. And they are a distant second to the Kansas city chiefs. Yeah, no question. I mean, um, now on the other hand, they've appeared in seven conference championship games over the last 14 years. So, um, the, the organization has found a way to contend, but they haven't found a way to climb to the top of the mountain and win this game. All right. And, you know, yesterday was very, very frustrating from a lot of standpoints. Um, you wonder if Shanahan needs some help. 
He's wearing multiple hats. He's the head coach and he's the offensive coordinator. Maybe he can't be both. Maybe he's got to be one or the other. You know, maybe that's the issue. Uh, maybe the issue is they just ultimately everything that you do on offense starts with, can you protect? Can you block it? And they're struggling to come up with an offensive line that can block. So, I mean, no doubt in my mind that they're pretty they're pretty good on the left side and they're pretty ordinary at center, right guard, and right tackle. So... Let me ask you a question before I think we get they really I think they really could use this was going to be an offseason where they were going to have to you know upgrade the offensive line. Now they need to upgrade the offensive line and the defensive line. And and the question is, can they do that fast enough to get back into this game again and get another shot at it? Um I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is. I seriously hope that their Super Bowl window has not closed. You don't get to keep it open as long as you want. You don't get to be like, well, we're really good and we'll figure it out eventually. That's just not how this league works. You're an injury away from everything going wrong at all times. And this was the most set up to finally get it done football team Kyle might ever have in his entire life. And it it didn't happen. And it's it is. It's thoroughly devastating. There is there's no way to pretend that what we saw wasn't a direct result of a coach just not knowing how to win when it matters most. And not running the ball enough in big games has become a defining feature of Kyle Shanahan's coaching strategy in big games. And I just don't know why for a guy who is so committed to the run, overly committed to the run, you get to the Super Bowl and think, yeah, now's the time to find some balance. I just, I don't understand it. I really don't understand it, and um, it 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 was brutal. Let me uh, let me just say, welcome not only uh, to the Damon Bruce show, but this is how about this? We didn't have wake up for breakfast, Larry. It's it's brunch wake up with us here after the Super Bowl, thanks to a router issue. But we have solved that issue, and we're glad that everyone is here right now. We truly are. Thank you very much for joining us, Damon Bruce. Larry Kruger, uh, we got big wake-up plans starting in March, taking this to a three-day-a-week morning show. Please hit like. Please hit subscribe. Larry, Niners fans are a little sick and tired of hearing it. I have lost 15 subscribers since midnight last night. I think people are just like, I'm out. I'm, I'm just going to take a little vacation from this team for a while. Maybe I'll come back to you, Damon and Larry. Maybe we're going to do more 49er talk in the near future. But a lot of fans are just saying, I, 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 I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear it anymore. This Well, is it's just the way it is. Just the way it is. And um, you know what? You know, you come, you join, you, you uh, leave. You know, do what you got to do. That's Football's what I not for the faint of heart, that's for sure. And of well, all, just some people want to be there in the winner's circle, but they don't want to be there if the team's not winning. And I, I get it. I get it. So do what you got to do. But uh, we're here, going to produce good content. Um, and, um, you know, what can you say? I mean, you they weren't good enough to get it done. Um, you know, Matt Miller, interestingly enough, is like, you know, will the, and I was on in Chicago this morning on the score and they're immediately asking, you know, is Brock Purdy good enough? This is not a Brock Purdy conversation. No. Brock Purdy was fine. We don't need Brock to Purdy's, the quarterback. 
Brock Purdy's offensive line wasn't fine. Uh, the Niners didn't play well. Um, Shanahan, I think, you know, kind of always seems to fall, gets pass happy in these situations and doesn't want to run the ball, gets bored running the ball. I think more than anything, if you say what's Shanahan's primary issue, he's just too impatient. He's too impatient. He doesn't see the forest through the trees. Um, when he falls behind in games, he just abandons the run and just, just tries to sling it all over the yard. And um, he knows he needs to run, but he doesn't commit to the run. And then this game, if you're not going to commit to the run in a year where Christian McCaffrey, um, you know, one, you know, basically was the offensive player of the year in the league. I mean, when, who are you going to run it with? So I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about, about Shanahan's issues in big games, but man, how do you call nine plays in the third quarter? Eight of them run, eight of them passes when you've got Christian McCaffrey. That just, just doesn't make it doesn't add up. No. And, and I, I don't know what, what he can say. I'm sure he's working on a lot of justifications. He's, you know, he, he's, he's good at explaining things away. I'm calling bullshit on all of it, man. You know, Kyle Shanahan, it says head coach on your, on your, on your business card. And you as a head coach have now been involved in Titanic collapses, Titanic collapses. And at some point, that defines you more than your regular season boy genius wunderkind card. Your modern Marty Schottenheimer. Your Norv Turner. And that's what some guys are. And that's what my fear is here. Some guys are better coordinators than they are head coaches. And maybe that's where this tops out for Kyle. I mean, I hope, I hope I'm wrong because he's not going anywhere. We don't even know what his new extension is or how many years he's got. Let me ask you this before we get into just the facts here, Larry. Bill Belichick calls Jed York today, personally. Says, I would like to be your head coach. What do you do? You say thanks, but no thanks. Now, if, if he wants to be the defensive coordinator, I mean, Bill Belichick has had a rough few years here. Bill Belichick is is has asked has asked defensive coaches to be his offensive coordinator. Um, they drafted a quarterback in the first round that they now want to trade. Um, they're they've been they have not I had that about Kyle too. I mean, they've they, not had they a single quarterback in the first round. He did trade. Yeah, but they but they but he has a quarterback. I mean, you Patriots don't have a quarterback. Um, the other one is that the Patriots haven't had a single player that they drafted get a second contract in years. All right. Well, here's the thing, and Bill, so you don't he, have total control. So not, You're not going to be the GM. I'd rather have him. I mean, he's 70 something years old. I would rather have him be the defensive coordinator. Go out and, and, and I would do it. I actually would do it. Why? Because you got six young DBs um, and, you know, there was, I mean, you still, you still, I mean, yes, for all the decisions that Shanahan made, they still, the Niner defense still allowed Mahomes to drive the length of the field with the season on the line and score. So it's not like, it's not like uh, Wilkes is some awesome, you know, monster defensive coordinator and they'll be screwed without him. But here's the thing. Mahomes is eventually going to find a way. The 49ers, their failure in this game was executed on special teams, which has been an eternal Kyle Shanahan blind spot. And his offense stunk when it needed to not stink. Again, Debo got better after the hamstring pull. 
So maybe, you know, when you're talking about who's got to go, you got to cut some salary, you got to figure out things out. What if, what if Debo is um, incredibly talented, but overpaid, therefore overrated? Uh, George Kittle, but for his big play on fourth and got to have it. I'm not even sure he was in Las Vegas. I mean, uh, George Kittle vanishes for large stretches. And you know what great players do? You can take a half away from them. You can't take an entire game away from them. Patrick Mahomes showed you that. Travis Kelsey showed you that. Travis Kelsey had one catch for one yard at halftime. He ended up with nine catches, and he led the team in receiving. He led the entire game in receiving yards, and all of it came on you know the, the final drive of the of regulation and in overtime. When the chips hit the table, Travis Kelsey is the man. Patrick Mahomes is the man. The 49ers turn into scared little boys when the money's on the table. And it's their head coach who, I mean, maybe that's the, you know, you take on the personality of your head coach. That's what the Lions did all year. Super aggressive. Maybe the personality of their head coach is wrapping your own hands around your own neck and gagging away the biggest games of the year. That is the defining trait of Kyle Shanahan. I don't want to hear about what his regular so you're, you're percentage is. Today you're firing Kyle Shanahan? No, I'm not firing Kyle Shanahan, I but I am, I am doubting Kyle Shanahan in such a severe way. I mean, how about this? Let's say the stars align and they're in the Super Bowl again next year and they lose next year. You going to give him a fourth bite at that apple? I mean, I'd only be 45 years old, still a very young man in a lot of ways, but I don't know if I would give a coach a chance to lose a fourth Super Bowl. Kyle has been allowed to lose two Super Bowls here. And I look, I don't think, unless you got a better idea. There's 32 teams in the league. I mean, the Lions have never been to a Super Bowl. You're talking about blaming a coach for losing the Super Bowl. I mean, Andy Reid lost the Super Bowl with with uh, McNabb. Would you have dumped Andy Reid? Because now he's in well, Kansas City getting a The Phillies did. Or excuse me, the Eagles did. Right. And they went I'm on to win the Super Bowl. I'm just saying they did, but I don't know if that was a good move for them. I mean, yeah, they, they've now dumped the guy who won. they won the Super Bowl with. So, I mean, I don't know if that was a great move. They got rid of Andy saying he can't get it done. He goes to Kansas City, finds a better quarterback and a better GM, and gets it done three times. What's with four false starts? What's with four false starts in this game? I just, I, I, I couldn't believe that. Couldn't believe that. Uh, the Niners' O line was not good enough, um, and it, and that's really what it came down to. I mean, Brock Purdy could, would have found Ayuk on the backside if he had time, but instead. Uh, there was a blown protection up front, and um, he had no time to throw. So, you know, there you go. But, I mean, as far as Shanahan needs to wear, you know, the fact that in the third quarter they got away from the pass and they got two – or they got away from the run and they got two pass happy with a lead in a huge game. And it's happened again. It's happened, you know, multiple times. He's some, somewhat defined by that move right there. And then, of course, the OT decision is one that, you know, it's indefensible. Your team didn't know the rules. And if your team didn't know the rules, it's because you didn't know the rules. And if you don't know the rules, that's it's a hard leg to stand on. So and there's plenty of blame for Shanahan. I don't know that I would uh, get rid of him as a coach. I don't think I would. But at the same time, 
No, look, I'm there not needs to be some major, major changes. Absolutely. I'm not advocating, not advocating for Kyle Shanahan to lose his job. But if I were Jed York, I'm telling him, you need to win the Super Bowl next year desperately because I don't know how much longer I can just go on hoping that you figure it out eventually. I mean, we have a significant sample size of big game failure from Kyle now, don't we not? There's he is he I mean they haven't won, he has not climbed to the top of the mountain. He had a 28-3 lead uh when he was the offensive coordinator in Atlanta. Um he had a lead of 10 points against the Chiefs in Miami. Um and now this one where you know they they just didn't do enough offensively and you know they had the they had a major run advantage. They didn't take advantage of it. Uh they let Kansas City hang around till the end. And they didn't get any 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 luck from the officials. There's no question. The officials didn't help. Um, the two most uh, most penalized tackles in the NFL, like going up against Nick Bosa and the 49er defensive line, weren't penalized once. Not once. And, there, and there's multiple examples of them bear hugging guys. So it's you know it's it just it is what it is. And um, what, what would Eddie Dean do? He would be really, really pissed, but I don't think he would fire Shanahan. I don't think Shanahan should be fired, but he needs to be put on the single most double secret probation a successful NFL head coach could possibly be put on. Um, and, and again, when I keep on hearing from your players that you didn't explain the overtime rules, wow, I mean, that's just... I, I don't know how that would be survivable for anyone. I mean, well, I, I, it's more, I mean, it doesn't really matter if they understand the overtime rules or not. It has much more to do with the, it's about strategizing. It's about when to take the ball. You had to know the rules yourself. Well, you had to know what to say at the coin toss. You had to know what to call. I mean, you, you won the coin toss. You should have deferred. Instead, you took the ball. That means you don't know. Yeah, I mean that. That but I mean that, that means I. I don't put. To me, it's much more on Kyle than for you know the players just need to play ball. If you're a defensive lineman, sack the quarterback, stop the run. Um, but if you're the head coach, you got to know how to. You got to know the proper strategy, and he didn't. He didn't. So there's no way. There's it's an indefensible position. It's why. He's going to be dragged so so thoroughly today, coast to coast, because the the move that he made is indefensible. Yeah, it is absolutely indefensible. Uh, welcome, welcome. It is good to have you on the Damon Bruce Show, which is basically a late wake up due to technical difficulties. To say that people want in uh, and, and want the show is a is is an understatement. Over a thousand people here in the room right now, which uh, I've rarely had for an eleven o'clock show. Larry, I know that you are simulcasting on your channel as well. Um, thanks to everyone for being here. Well, we got a lot of therapy to go through together. Let's get into just the facts of this, Larry. Just the facts. 10,607 days and counting since the 49ers have won a Super Bowl. Uh, that could have been reset to zero with a win last night, but that did not happen. Uh, Kansas City became the ninth team ever to repeat as Super Bowl champions. They are 
absolutely spectacular. And although this film, or excuse me, this show uh, is going to be filled with an awful lot of blaming the 49ers, one thing that needs to be at the forefront is the Kansas City Chiefs have put together one of the finest decades we have ever seen any football team assemble. And they have a quarterback who, six years into his career, is already in the single greatest quarterback of all time conversation. We have a head coach in Andy Reid who is entering uh, a conversation of head coaching acumen that is going to have him maybe, you know, top five, top three in NFL history. Uh, that's what Andy Reid is becoming. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Gets to go home with a woman who literally, I don't know if any American born woman had a better year than Taylor Swift ever in the history of the United States. She is the biggest single success in her gender globally in terms of entertainment and income. And her boyfriend wins the fucking Super Bowl. I mean, what, what, what what do you want, man? Nobody had a better year than Taylor Swift other than the Kansas City Chiefs who now get to party with Taylor. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable what the, the the 49ers ran into here and how good the Kansas City Chiefs truly are. It was the second of 58 Super Bowls to be tied after regulation and the first to be played under the new overtime rules. And Kyle didn't even know that or didn't talk to his players about it. And for a guy who is as meticulous, I mean, here's the one thing that I think I know you and I will both agree on. Kyle is a meticulous a meticulous planner, how this escaped him and his planning. That's what I want to know. I, I, I hope you ask him that question in his next media availability. How could you possibly not give your team the most important piece of information that they could possibly have? Should you be going to overtime in the Super Bowl? Well, it's not even that. How did you not know it? Because there's no defending that you did know it. You didn't know it. You know, how, you know, forget about your team. You didn't know the rules to overtime in the Super Bowl. You didn't know the rules. And, and it's literally being explained, by the way, by Bill Vinovich on the thing. Like, all you had to do was read the, the fucking scoreboard. <laughs> yeah, I, what is he doing? Other than well, you know, and, 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 and like he's about to poop his pants into his play sheet under his flat brimmed hat. I mean, Kyle, if, Kyle you don't have any, is a real you thing. You don't have anybody on your headsets who's got the peace of mind to say, hey, guys, I know this is different. This is what we normally do, but this is a difference here. We're, you know, the team that gets the ball first is at a disadvantage in the current rules. The team that gets the ball second has the advantage of knowing what they need. If the Chiefs go first and they kick a field goal, you know all you need is a field goal. If you if the Chiefs go first and they score a touchdown, you know you need a touchdown. There's an advantage to going second over going first. And, I mean, that's really, really clear. And I'm shocked that there's not a single person on the 49er headsets that could say that out loud to the head coach. It's unbelievable. Juwan Jennings threw a touchdown pass. He caught a touchdown pass. Only Nick Foles has ever done that in a Super Bowl. Um, the 49ers have now blown two 10-point leads in the Super Bowl under Kyle Shanahan, and the Chiefs championship parade is, is Valentine's Day on Wednesday. 
And I don't tell you that to twist the knife. I tell you that to remember, fellas, it's Valentine's Day on Wednesday. Get your shit together. You don't want to be caught without the knowledge of that, like Kyle Shanahan was of the overtime rules in the Super Bowl. Um, the massive special team miscue. Is there a conference call? Is there a Valentine's Day conference call that maybe somebody could? Hey, Krug, uh, just so you know, I know your mind's spinning, but hey, um, get a card, get some chocolates, get a, yeah, get a get a get a balloon, maybe some uh, a gift of some kind, something meaningful. Don't fuck it up. Don't 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 get caught not knowing whether or not you should. You should take the bouquet or give the bouquet on Valentine's Day. You're going to want to know that. Um, if I'm the, the 49ers, I'm I'm cutting Ray Ray McLeod today. Get the fuck out of here, Ray Ray. It wasn't, you know, you know, it hit looter, right? I do. But then he watched that. He Ray Ray McLeod is one job. Be a good special teams returner. And he's not even good at that job. And then he has one other job is to know that you fall on that. You don't try to pick it up and make a play. Uh, that's all he has been coached at since Pop Warner. You fall on that. Don't pick it up and make a play. What was he thinking? Looter, again, I want to blame the rookie. Ray Ray's got to tell him what, whatever the code word. Charlie, 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 red, 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 which means you just start running to the sideline. You just get out of the way. Ray Ray McLeod. Had as much to do with losing this Super Bowl as anybody. He really did. I, I, I that that you cannot be bad at your job and bad at your job. Ray Ray McLeod's biggest play of the entire year was a downfield block, like sixty yards down the field for Christian McCaffrey, all the way back in Week Three. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. I know. So it's another rough one, you know, I mean, God, I mean, he has not been reliable. Uh, Brian Schneider was brought in to coordinate the special teams. They draft a rookie kicker. The rookie kicker misses a PAT. They wind up going to overtime because of the missed PAT. I mean, it's just, does this team, it's just, it's just, there's so many things. People are calling me a hypocrite because I said last night uh, that I would have taken the ball in overtime. I didn't know the rules. I didn't know the rules. I'll freely admit that. I had I didn't realize that they had changed the overtime rules, but of course I'm not a coach. Right. We're on YouTube. There's a big we're difference. We're on YouTube and we're watching it. I am sitting here. I, I'm broadcasting at the two-minute warning. You know, I went live at the two minute, so I'm watching all this. The volume's not on. And I'm like, all right, well, they won the coin toss. You got a seven, you know, you, you go down here, you score, you win. And all of a sudden people are like, no, that's not how it works anymore. And I'm like, oh, that's right. That's right. They did change these rules here, but we've never seen it actually come into play. Um, it was rough, it man. It just kind of goes. It kind of goes to show that Shanahan likes. He's got a little bit of Gabe Kapler to him. He likes the defined. Let's decide things when there's no pressure and just stick with it. Let's find where our our. Are are you know easily to defend um, you know thoughts are and let's go with it and let's not react in real time. Let's you know go with some predetermined thing that we've decided ahead of time, and that's where he is on the coin flip. He doesn't want to think about hmm, do, is my offense better than their defense? He just wants to be like you know what, this is the way we want to do it. 
And then obviously that kind of same mindset is, is one that he carried into this overtime. Like, you know what? We want the ball. Why? Because we're going to go score a touchdown and win the game. Okay. But that's not the way these rules work. So then you got to then think about what are, what is the rule and what is the advantage? And they gave up their advantage. They won the coin toss and could have had the advantage, but gave it up willingly because they didn't know the rule. That's not good. It definitely is not good. Professional opinion, layman's opinion, I think we can all agree that wasn't good. You fire Brian Schneider? He's a really highly qualified special teams coach. Um, Well, his special teams suck. Yeah, well, and they've devoted, I mean, they devoted a third-round pick to the kicker, a fourth-round pick to the, I mean, nobody's devoting more of their dollars and draft capital to the special teams and the Niners. So, I mean, I mean, they don't, they, they can't even figure out who's, who's supposed to return the ball. I haven't what the, the 49ers haven't had an exciting game breaking field flipping, changing return. Like since Kyle's been the coach, <laughs> um, somebody here is saying board. that they took the ball because the defense was tired. Well, I know. I mean, that's the argument, but I don't know if that was actually the case. I mean, when your defensive players say that they don't know the rules, does that mean the coach doesn't know the rules? I don't know. Or did the coach just not share the rules with them? Um, Either way, they were unaware. But, I mean, that is the argument. That's the argument they're going to spit out today, which is our defense was gassed, and that's why we didn't take the ball. And look, you know, it was a great, you know, we talked about the play that uh, he would draw up on a napkin drunk in Cancun. Like, if I ever get to the Super Bowl, I'm going to run this son of a bitch. And he did it. He did it. And it was the only score. The only touchdown of that first half was a gimmick play. I mean, that's, again, that's on Kyle, too. You you know, getting. Which was a great, great play call. It worked. It was. It did. Oh, my God, it was a heart attack on a plate, though. When Juwan Jennings threw that just butterfly back, I, I thought that, oh, that before it landed in McCaffrey's hands, I thought that could be a pick six going the other way if somebody's on McCaffrey right there. Um, so, you know, e- even even the touchdown that was scored came with a level of razzle-dazzle on it that wasn't just straight-up football. And uh, Steve Spagnolo should have a bigger championship ring than anybody else in Kansas City. Like his, he should, what, what, however many diamonds is in anybody's ring, he should get one more diamond in his ring. He was spectacular as a defensive coordinator. And what this guy does throughout his entire year, uh, throughout his entire career, is take great offenses and reduce them to, you ain't so good at this in the biggest games of the year. It's what he does. And he, he did it last night. And running into Patrick Mahomes is a tough proposition. Kyle has now never beaten the Kansas City Chiefs. His four losses against Kansas City Chiefs, regular and postseason included, are his most against any one opponent. And and Patrick Mahomes is, I mean, I, if, if he walked on water today, I wouldn't be surprised. He's, he's just incredible. It's the greatest start that any player has ever had in the NFL to a career. His career begins with six straight AFC title game appearances, three Super Bowl wins. He's only 28 years old, and he's already the fourth quarterback to ever win three Super Bowls. Brady, Montana, Bradshaw, Troy Aikman, and now Mahomes. He's a great competitor. 
He's got a great offensive coordinator, some terrific weapons, but he's a great competitor. Oh, I mean, it's it's more than just competitor. It's he is state of the art. They 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 there's another there's not another Patrick Mahomes rolling off the assembly line. I mean, there are guys that run better. There are guys that throw better. There are guys that do everything that he does better. But he is the ultimate winner, and he will not be denied. And, you know, you saw what kind of a maniacal competitor he is when they lost to Buffalo earlier this year, and he came unglued. Um, he's, he's, he needs to win. You know, there's rather win. I, I want to win, but he needs to win. He's got that crazy competitive gene. He's and, the first um, guy at the podium talking about a three-peat. Yeah. No, I mean, just, it's, you know, hey, you just won your, your back. You're officially a dynasty right now. You got to go back to back in one of your, you know, collections of Super Bowl excellence. You got to at least have one back to back to be a dynasty. And they're just, no, We if they win three in a row, Patrick Mahomes is, sorry, Joe Montana. Sorry, everybody else. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. Sorry, Tom Brady. Sorry, it's, it's Mahomes. If they I mean, win three in a row. If they win three in a row. I mean, the guy's got unbelievable competitive fire. He's he's hard to tackle. He rum, rumbles for big yardage and big moments. He knows exactly when to run. And he's been surrounded by a phenomenal organization and a great play caller who's surrounded him with good weapons. Um, the only Super Bowl he lost, they couldn't block. In this game, they clearly just held, but... They got the calls, um, and um, and Spags held CMC to 3.6 yards per carry, his lowest yards per carry in any game um, where he's had Trent Williams blocking for him. So Spags is a genius. you got to give him his flowers, and Reed's a phenomenal coach, and, um, you know, credit Kansas City. But this one is, is um, if you sat here today and say, did the Chiefs win this game? Or did the Niners lose it? I would say it's right down the middle. I mean, you could argue it either way. You really could. I think that you could you could make a very compelling argument that the Niners lost this game. I think so. I, I mean, I, I think that that's fair. In, in the in the how about this? In the blame game, there is a ton of blame to go around on the 49ers side. I mean, there there really is. It was it wasn't on just one guy. It's on the entire team that just, instead of coming out firing, kind of came out misfiring. And that takes it right back to the head coach, who then also, the day after we find out, doesn't know the rules. That's uh, And there were other issues beyond that. I mean, um, Dre Greenlaw could have been healthy if you had just used your younger linebackers throughout the year a little bit but no 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 can't use Jalen Graham at all can't use D Winters at fucking all you didn't use these guys that you had sitting right there you could have used them against Washington you could have used them against Arizona Seattle you could have introduced them to some game action and preserved Dre Greenlaw instead you didn't you let Greenlaw and Warner who you're you know, linebackers who basically the Niners run D sucked all year. They just had Greenlaw and Warner. I mean, think about it that way. You have two of the best second level run stop artists in the game. And yet your run defense wasn't any good. 
And the reason it wasn't any good is because you leaned on those two guys exclusively. They made the percentage of tackles that those guys made in the run game is so much bigger than the percentage of tackles that other uh, linebacker duos around the league made. They didn't have Ebukam. They didn't have a Menahue. They didn't have Mosley. They didn't have Aziz. They didn't have Jimmy Ward. All those guys were good against the run. They didn't have any of those guys all year. They got gashed in the preseason. The only time they stopped the run was when their offense got big leads and teams just stopped running because of the game situation. They never really actually stopped the run. So um, they did a decent job in this game of trying to stop the run. But, um, I mean, ultimately, you know, you didn't have a healthy Greenlaw. He went out. He, he basically, he knew that he had an Achilles that was on the verge of going out. And it just went out on him as he jogged onto the field. So, you know, he was diminished um, by, the, by the, the reps and the snaps that he played this year. You had the depth to ease off on him. Did you know? Uh, you had the you had the backs to give McCaffrey more of a rest, so he could have gotten to the playoffs with a little bit more rested, uh, healthy situation. Did you know? So I mean, I I think they made some mistakes throughout the year that cost them at the end. Well, and and look, honest. maybe it's time that Juwan Jennings, instead of being your second wide receiver or your third wide receiver, is your second. When are we going to admit that Debo's a little bit more of a gimmick than he is a great NFL player? Well, I don't think he was healthy either, to be completely honest. And Well, he's never going to be, though. Like, that's the thing. You know what you get. Debo is damaged goods. And look, if you're talking about what are hard choices in front of you, might be the time to move on from Debo and George Kittle. Their, their, their bodies are going to fail them, and they're not winning with them, a Super Bowl anyways. And these guys are vanishing in, in the last Super Bowl that the 49ers played in. Um, you know, there, there's, there's going to be hard choices this off season, like it Debo Kittle, Eric Armstead. One of those names is gone. Like, well, I mean, sure. Kansas city's number one receivers, Rashi rice. They targeted him eight times. He caught six balls. The Niners number one receiver caught three balls for 49 yards. Brandon, Ayuk. three balls all day in the super bowl. So, I mean, they, you obviously didn't get the ball to your number one receiver nearly enough. I mean, they they made more connections and got better per, better performance out of Justin Watson than the Niners got out of Brandon Ayuk. If I told you before the game, oh, by the way, Brandon Ayuk is going to get out performance today by Justin Watson. Are the Niners going to win? You'd be like, hell no. No, they're not. <laughs> no, no, they will not be winning that game that way. So again, what's the path forward, Larry? You know, how, how does Kyle get, how does Kyle walk in front of his team and say, this time we mean it like now, now we're going to circle the wagons. Now we're going to go win a super bowl. Well, you know, this, this is good. This is going to be good for us in the future. I saw some fans saying, yeah, this would be good for the 49ers in the future. How, you know, what would have been good for the 49ers in the future, winning this super bowl and then being able to take that going forward. Um, you know, now we know what we need to do. I mean, the Niners have, I think, I mean, there are people that, that don't believe this, that believe that Mahomes is on a different level and the Niners need to go after a higher level quarterback. I think they have their guy. I think they have their guy. His name's Brock Purdy. Now build the team around him, build him a fortress up front. 
invest three picks in the current draft on offensive linemen, invest two or three picks in your defensive line, you know, continue your formula. You're doing free agency for the most part, pretty well. Uh, so well, the teams around the league are compa- are complaining about how many compensatory selections you're coming away with. So keep doing it. Keep, keep, uh, you know, keep going after the top free agent if you can and um, try to get the best players on your team um, and try to replenish in the draft and and keep your roster young and surround. I mean, Shanahan's a relatively young man. Purdy's a relatively young man. Um, you know, th- th- I would imagine Andy Reid is only going to coach for another year, maybe two. Maybe this is it. Maybe he'll retire. But no Reed, way he's walking. Look, he's got he might. I mean, he's, he's how old is Andy Reid? He's got he's heavy. He's old. I mean, he's he doesn't look like he's going to be around forever. Andy Reid couldn't give a flying fuck about his own family and his dipshit, often arrested children are proof of that. All he loves is football and he's got the greatest quarterback on the planet. He ain't going anywhere. Nowhere. Well, you know what? He looks like he's in terrible shape, so maybe he is going somewhere. Well, you know, get him a little Nutrisystem. I don't know, you know, but uh, you know, the, the guy How old is, is Andy Reid, old enough to I think have at least four more years with Patrick Mahomes as a head coach. I mean, I, who walks away from him? He's, six, he's sixty-five. All right, a lot of lot of coaches, a lot of coaches yeah. coaching, you know, longer than sixty-five. So. Started started as an O line coach at SF State. How about that? Maybe get Andy Reid. How about this? Kyle, we're letting you go. For who? Andy Reid. We gave him we, we gave him part ownership. He's in, you're out. Oh man. Yeah, and they're not going, they're not getting rid of Kyle, but no, at the not. same time, you know, I, I've suggested it in the past that, you know, I mean, I know they have a guy named Brian Hampton up in the booth, but maybe you need somebody right there on the sideline who can be like, hey, look, you know, I mean, Jim Harbaugh would lose his lose control on the sidelines but he had brad seeley sitting right there and he listened to brad seeley maybe shanahan needs an on-field um guy in his ear saying hey you know what yeah you're while you're picking uh the right play out of your 18 page uh you know playbook let's let's let me focus on the clock and and the strategizing and you know you know, it's a, big, it's a big job. It's a big job. There's no, I, you know, it is a big job, but I guarantee I could do it. I'll yeah. do it for half the price yeah. of the next yeah. guy you might have. Cause here's the job, Larry. Here's the entire job. Hey, Kyle, run the fucking ball. Yeah. Run the ball. That's the job. Kyle, I know you got a lot of good ideas in there. There's no better idea than student body left. Run the fucking ball. Run the ball. The 49ers need to run the ball coach. They do. <laughs> They absolutely do. What are you? I'm the offensive coordinator. I'm the defensive coordinator. I'm the special teams. I'm the run the ball coach. I, I go up to Kyle and remind him this is still an available option for him with Christian McCaffrey, who just picked up the offensive player of the year. Run the ball. They need a big dom. Here, hold, <laughs> hold on. Give me, give me 30 seconds. <laughs> they need a big dom. I mean, just run the ball. Run the ball.